This is the character that's the badass. This is the delinquent, um, as I put here, a.k.a. AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Um, it doesn't get more badass and delinquent than that. I'm leaving. I, I, like, lose my number. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, a very special Star Guardian special episode. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. All right, and longtime listeners will not be surprised at all that the two of us are jumping onto the Star Guardians as soon as we got a, a, an excuse <laughs> to do so. <laughs> Yeah, we're back with another episode, and we know, you know, we had a roadmap for some other champions. We'll get there. They're not going anywhere. But what is going somewhere is the Star Guardian event. So Star Guardian, for those who don't know, is one of the parallel universes of many uh, that exist in League of Legends, and it all started with some skins uh, and a few characters, <clears throat> and we'll get into those. We're going to start with, you know, where they started, where it came from, because a lot of people aren't familiar with it. Uh, it's something that's you know, start off very strong and the pandemic happened. So you only got skins and didn't really get much more story or events associated with them. Uh, but recently we got a video that showed some big news, which is Riot's doing a big event uh, for Star Guardians and they're going to continue the story. Yeah. And we're excited for the story to continue, but we can't get there because we have to start at the top and up top is housekeeping. It's unfortunate. House housekeeping is not unfortunate, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as far as for housekeeping, you can listen to us everywhere and anywhere. If there is a streaming service that you like that we're not on, please message us, which you can do at podcastcore at gmail.com, as well as social media like Twitter. And, you know, we will then be there and then we'll call you a liar after the fact. Um, and <laughs> Retroactively. Yeah. If. And as far as listening to us, you can follow us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and follow us on whatever platform you prefer that you prefer. And on those platforms, please leave a like, a review. Those things really do help us out. But Ryan, what is the best way that people can help us out? <laughs> the easiest way is word of mouth by telling a friend to burn bright. By listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, you are disgusting. <laughs> I'm never tossing it back to you for that again. <laughs> so the plan is to do probably like a three-part series because there's a lot of Star Guardian stuff now compared to back in the day. So we want to make sure we hit all of it uh, to give you the basis you need so that you can flex in front of your friends. <clears throat> but we're going to start at the beginning which is where the universe began in about 2016, 2017. I think it was like the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, when we got our first batch of Star Guardian skins uh, that were released. And this coincided with them saying, hey, because a lot of people were confused at the time. It was, hey, this is a parallel universe. And it's a parallel universe where there's a group of high school students that gain cosmic powers <laughs> to fight galactic enemies. Yeah, uh, and... If anyone out there is as disgusting as Ryan and are, 
and I are. Um, you're you're kind of picking up on a theme as far as just yeah. in that sta- statement right there. And obviously, the Star Guardians, as far as in the world of Runeterra, is a complete shout out, tip of the hat, whatever you want to call it, to the Sentai. Uh, genre of anime or Japanese animation. So for a lot of older guys out there like myself, you probably would know it best as like Sailor Moon or Card Captor Sakura. Uh, and for a younger generation, uh, I think like Madoka Magica is probably like the next closest thing to like yeah. a younger generation. Unless like you're keeping up with stuff actively and then you have like Wonder Egg priority. Um but like this, uh, I'm an old man, so yeah. I, I, you, you will recognize, you should recognize Sailor Moon and make a comparison and hit us up at, you know, gmail dot gmail dot com and let me know what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's definitely it as far as that uh, Tokusatsu era of live action stuff. Power Rangers is another one, right? That's something where it's the same kind of concept. You, you get school students, you give them some kind of cosmic power. And they do good, right? They try to protect the planet they're on. Um, So there's plenty of things that this is drawing from. This isn't a new concept. And let's be clear. This definitely started in the boardroom where they were like, we need skins to sell. (laughs) They didn't start with, hey, let's do magical girls. I guarantee you. Um, But it worked out very well because people love it, right? Like they love seeing the characters they like from the game put into a concept from shows that they enjoy as well. Like there's definitely cross, like if you don't know by this point, League has a bunch of anime crossover. Yeah, an absolute ton at this point. Um, And I'm sure that every League player out there has had like some kind of, uh, you know, angry rant about like a Yasuo or Master Yi player. So these anime references are not going to be news to a lot of League players. But I I will say as far as when we dive into the Star Guardian stuff, you know, keep in mind that this is similar to KDA where it's an alternate universe. Yeah. So um, we're not really going to reference too much as far as like our previous episodes and stuff because a lot of the lore that we're going to be talking about um, is going to be separated from our traditional Runeterra lore. Like some characters are going to be close to what their original lore is. Some characters are not even going to be close at all cough cough jinx um but (laughs) we'll we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah so the way it was presented for this first event um the earliest event was it gave us kind of four panels and showed us these little clips of here's an image and here's some text to kind of give you the idea of what is a star guardian so the first panel was called legends and it had a passage that mentioned you know everything in the universe was created by the first star And then it says, worlds were born, and within those worlds, you have warriors that are imbued with the light of the first star. So these are the champions that are um, tasked with protecting their world. And ultimately, the dark side of this is at some point, those protectors will fade and new protectors will rise in their place as needed. Yeah, um, which is implied by the fact that this is a lifetime servitude. Um, again, I mentioned earlier Madoka Magica, uh, and if you've seen Madoka Magica, yeah. uh, not all of those, uh, powerful he- heroines made it out of the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it, but so once you get this cosmic power, you're in it for life. Yeah. 
Um, the second panel was called The Call, and this kind of refers to that as well, where Star Guardians, when they lose their power, it's reborn in a new protector. Um, and many of these factors, you know, there's many things that are factored into choosing who's next in line, uh, but the biggest one is courage. That's the main driving force. Uh, and there's a presence of power in multiple Star Guardians all over the place. But where you have the most focus of that power, where you have the most Star Guardians, is usually on purpose because it follows this destiny pipeline. So there's a cosmic something coming um, if you see a bunch of Star Guardians in one location. Yeah, like they, they're not going to be gathered up unless there's a reason. But one of the things that makes a lot of the drama build up in these kinds of stories is that the Guardians themselves don't know it. They know that they're given a cosmic power from some cosmic source that they maybe have never even met or they have like some kind of uh, some kind of like loose connection to which with the Star Guardians, we'll get into what their connection is. Uh, but for the most part, they don't see the big picture. So they know that if they're seeing a bunch of other Star Guardians. Uh, something bad's going to happen, but they don't know what that something bad is. <laughs> yeah. And then the next panel is translating worlds where it talks about sometimes star guardians go from one area to another. So it's not just, oh, the star guardians that are needed are created in that space. Sometimes they need to go to different areas. And when they're in those areas, they have to blend into those worlds, right? You can't just stand out uh, because you kind of got to be secretive about battling the cosmos. You can't just be all out there. Yeah, And if you did not pick up on any Japanese references up to this point, go look at this third panel and you will see all the Japanese references you need. We are high school girls. They are in school uniforms. Um, but at the very least, Riot was a little tactful with this new release. So instead of us getting our obligatory beach episode, we're getting a pajama <laughs> party instead. So, yes. you know, hats off to you, Riot. <laughs> Yeah, like you took the high road and you I showed restraint. That. You showed restraint. <laughs> <laughs> They'll leave it to the fan artists to lose restraint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the final panel here is it's called Shatter and it references, you know, Jinx Melee. We'll talk about her when we get to the bio. But being designated as a Star Guardian isn't an automatic because one person can choose not to be one. They can walk away from their destiny, right? But that does have an overall cost on the grand scheme of the universe. Um, what that is, we'll get into in later episodes of this special. Uh, but for now, we're keeping it simple because at this time, Riot kept it very simple. They kind of laid the framework for what they wanted to work within, uh, but they didn't go too deep to start. Yeah, and again, this was also very clearly a way to sell skins. So yeah. um, as uh, Ryan and I remember at the time that this came out, that it was very bare bones, uh, but it was still exciting. But um, when you look at the very beginning, you can tell they didn't really know what direction they wanted to go in. So it's very open. Um, a lot of what we're saying at this time is just because we're nerds that keep up with anime. Uh, so <laughs> it's like we got an idea of what directions it can go so we can make some educated guesses. But that's what these are, educated guesses. Yeah, and the biggest thing I think people liked was, which got millions of views, was the music video we got with it. So we got this anime-styled intro theme song for the group called Burning Bright. And in it, you have some little short, you know, story type stuff going on. 
which was a huge success. It's a catchy song. You heard it at the beginning of this episode. Uh, go listen to the full thing on your own because it's worth it. Uh, and you can go back to our KDA episodes. Yeah. You can go back to any episode we reference stuff where Riot is doing like a fun musical ad thing. Riot doesn't play when it comes to yeah. that stuff. And Burning Bright was not an exception. Um, it may not be everyone's cup of tea because it is very heavily inspired by the Sentai genre, yeah. but <laughs> it, it goes hard. It, like it they, goes hard. It goes hard. So just check it out. It's fun. So let's get into the bio of the first group of characters. So at this point in time, we know there are tons of Star Guardians that we've been introduced to. There's tons of skins now. Um, there's the concept of corrupted Star Guardians and there's villains, but there are originally five. And these five were chosen from, I think, characters that were just popular at the time, uh, but some of them you just had to have. So you have Lux, Jinx, Janna, Poppy, and Lulu as these first five. And then we were given kind of bios on who they are. So we start with the Red Power Ranger herself, which is actually wearing pink, is Lux. So <laughs> Lux is the captain of the group. Uh, she's younger and kind of inexperienced, but does have courage, um, probably the most courage at this point. Uh, there is a different type of courage in another character, but we'll talk about that. Um, and she's the leader, right? She's the one that's always optimistic and dedicated to whatever challenge they have to take on, which makes her a good leader, right? That's good leadership material. And Lux is the best grill. Uh, this is just, <laughs> if anything, this no is complaints. this is only this is only a uh, you know further cementing that I'm right and everyone else is wrong. So <laughs> I like that. Uh, but what we do also get in these bios is we do get a mentions of what their connection is to these cosmic powers, which are their magical mediums, and the magical mediums are either. Uh, some kind of spirit or an object that connects them to that cosmic force. So for Lux, it's going to be the Radiant Staff, which anyone who has played Lux is very aware that she uses a staff to channel her light abilities in game. Uh, so as a Star Guardian, that is her medium. Um, now with this one, it it says that it's uh, manifested in a magical creature, and uh, or while some use a magical creature, uh, Lux uses a weapon. Uh, and Lux's selfless nature and purity of purpose are channeled into an ever-glowing staff blessed by the starlight. So we now get off this bio that it's like, hey, like these can be like a spirit or a creature, but for Lux, it's the staff, um, which is really just, you can kind of get that bo bare bones feel of just like we're laying a, uh, a foundation for a story, <laughs> yeah. uh, but we don't want to commit to anything. So the leader of the group is, uh, is just a staff. Uh, that's easy to animate in the skin. Give us $15, please. Exactly. Um, the next one we get is Jinx. Now, she's the actual red wearing uh, character here. And she, and with her and then the next group we're going to talk about, the fact that she's wearing red is, is supposed to express, this is the character that's the badass. This is the delinquent. Um, as I put here, AKA AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Um, it doesn't get more badass and delinquent than that. I'm leaving. I, I like, lose my number. <laughs> we got a back boys, uh, Backstreet Boys reference. In the Star Guardians and not in KDA. <laughs> it's just so wrong on so many levels. So, 
So all jokes aside, she is the rebellious one uh, because she has the power, you know, it was gifted to her, but she only really uses it for herself uh, until she's a part of this group. And even her ideals kind of constantly clash with the interest of the group because they want to do their mission. They want to do their destiny. Jinx couldn't care less. Um, and that sometimes a lot makes them question, you know, why was she chosen? Right. And it's because she's, you know, down to ride. Like she's friends, childhood friends with Lux. And deep down, she wants to protect those she cares about. So that still technically fits. It may not be perfect. It's not the perfect guardian, but she is one of them. Yeah. And this is also where we get those mentions of like, it's different than the bios that we get from traditional Runeterra. Mm-hmm. And because uh, in traditional Runeterra, Lux and Jinx, they don't know each other at all. Like they not childhood friends even remotely, but yeah. In, in this story, it is that. Go listen to our Jinx and Lux episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll we, find we, out. We we cover what it is in traditional room terror there. Yeah. Um. But as far as for here, it's this connection that really not only cements Jinx into the group of Star Guardians, but it also is what creates most of the drama here. Because again, Jinx doesn't care about the big picture. Jinx yeah. is only you know, helping with the big picture because Lux cares and she cares about Lux. Yep. It's that simple. Yeah. So then, you know, we go into the magical mediums for uh, Jinx. And this is where it is a really cute way of, you know, addressing the inspirations of this kind of story. Because for Jinx, the magical mediums are Kuro and Shiro, which are creatures known to transform into physical weapons. Uh, and uh, Ryan, I know you've been dabbling with Japanese because you're disgusting. Um, <laughs> like, if I'm not wrong, Kuro and Shiro is like translates literally to black and white, right? Don't put me on the spot. I refuse that. I, I plead the fifth. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I can either confirm yeah. or deny. Um, but like, uh, you know, the kind of like the names of like black and white as far as being used as names yeah. in these kinds of stories are is a very traditional anime thing. Uh, for me, I know that from like Subasa Chronicles, like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I, that that's a great tip of the hat to um, the genre that they're copying. Yeah. But also it opens up the avenue of like these turn into Jinx's guns. So this is how Jinx fights as a star guardian. But we do get to see that like these are mediums that aren't necessarily fully connected to the cosmic power. Like they feed off of Jinx more than they feed off of the power given to Jinx. Yeah. So if anyone is able to try to understand these creatures, they would see that they're more just angry and passionate like their owner yeah it's it's a good subversion of what you would expect from kind of the yin and yang the devil angel combo because they both are twisted in their own way (laughs) and that fits that kind of gives it a better connection to the real world when i say real world i mean runeterra um the real world connection of jinx's lore yeah, you're even going to point out the yin and yang, but you don't want to back me up on black and white. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny. Man, I like you. You are just really showing your true colors today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
can't trust this man. So our third oldest member of the group is Jana, and she wears the purple guardian uniform. And she has the most experience, even though she's not the leader. Uh, she's a character that's more soft-spoken and kind of uses her wealth and knowledge to help as a gentle guide for Lux. So she doesn't really guide the group forcefully. It's just like, hey, if you need somebody to if you have a question, if you're uncertain, she's kind of there to give them that bolstering of, hey, we have somebody who kind of knows what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, it's that soft-spokenness that really is puts her in the position that she's in because she can serve as an advisor, but she doesn't have she doesn't have the strength of will to really butt heads with characters like Jinx and Poppy. Yeah. Um, whereas Lux kind of balances out a little bit better, um, but like. Otherwise, she is just going to be like the the level headed one for the entire group. And when we get to her magical medium, uh, Jana players out in League of Legends will know this name very well. Her magical <laughs> medium is a creature known as Zephyr. What? Um, what? What? No way. Um, yeah. So Zephyr is Jana's oldest friend and confidant. And it is a very fluffy looking creature that flies around uh, that flies around Janna while emanating, you know, a calming presence in combat. And so, you know, it's again kind of a reflection of this that a reflection of the spirit of the owner, um, which you you should be kind of seeing that theme altogether here. But it, Zephyr is really more there, not so much to fight, but to really make sure that everybody's okay. So, and in game, Janna is a support. In the story, Jana's a support. It, yeah. They didn't reach far for that one. <laughs> and you mentioned our next uh, guardian here, who is Poppy, uh, wears the blue guardian uniform. And Poppy is more of a fierce soldier-like determination. Um, she's all about duty as a star guardian. So the complete antithesis of Jinx, where she knows her message, mission and she's focused on it. And the problem here is that Although she doesn't question herself on whether she needs to protect the cosmos or not, she's very black and white, with me or against me type attitude, and this can cause a lot of clashing within the group. Yeah, and we know that it's going to because Jinx is very much not care like does not have a care in the world when it comes to their duty as a Star Guardian. So not only does Poppy see it as like we have duty above all, but if you're not on board with duty that means that you're on board with catching a hammer to the face so <laughs> it is very clearly set up that these are going to be the two that are constantly butting heads with each other yeah. uh and really again not reaching too far out of the box here is that we've got poppy's spirit medium which is light's hammer and yeah there we don't even really need to talk about this do we like this is pretty much you know, like if you've got questions about Light's Hammer, you can go listen to our Poppy episode because we kind of cover <laughs> a lot of that. Like the, the the parallels are like right next to each other for that bit of story. Um, so the only thing I'll touch on is that the hammer in Star Guardians is adorable. Yeah, it has little <laughs> wings on it. And it also is basically Thor's hammer um, behaves the same way uh, where no one can pick it up because it doesn't want them to. Only she can wield it to its full potential. So it's, you know, you're they're borrowing one thing 
within another thing. <laughs> okay, we're already taking this Sentai thing. Yeah. Let's just take a little bit of superhero stuff. You know what? Well. We like this part of your story. We won't, we're going to grab because it. Because the goal is to get that 15 bucks on that skin. You got to get it. <laughs> right? That's that's the only thing that matters. So, hey, hey, and if you're not getting that 15 bucks on that skin, that means you, that means we did a good job because we're getting that $50 for you to get the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> You'll save money, though, if you buy the bundle. That's right. Right, what a deal. <laughs> I love how we're selling this pack, you know, six We're years selling later. the pack six years later. <laughs> so to wrap up the episode, the final Star Guardian in this initial bunch is Lulu. So Lulu wears the Green Guardian and she's the youngest member and the most eccentric, almost as eccentric as she is in her story. So go listen to our Lulu episode. Um, but she's interesting compared to the rest of the Guardians in that she actually has a connection to the starlight. Like she can communicate with it and therefore she acts as a medium or a conduit for them to, to understand, okay, are we doing the right thing? Are we on the right path? They can, she can convey that intent to the team, which is a pretty big deal, especially when you have situations where they lose their path or they're not as confident. She can let them know where they need to head next, right? She's their uh, compass. And this is like, really the most creative liberties that Riot has taken with any one of the characters because uh, for anyone who's listened to our Lulu episodes, you'll know that, you know, Lulu is a very eccentric person Mm -hmm. and just kind of goes with whatever whimsy carries her. But for her as a star guardian, it's not so much that she's eccentric because from the outside looking in, she is, but now Riot's given her a reason. So, in reality, Lulu is the least eccentric of all of them because she has this connection to the cosmic forces. So she knows what she's doing. And everyone else may not understand it, but they understand enough to still kind of go with her lead because they know that she has a reason for everything she does, which is not Lulu at all. Like that yeah. is that is completely opposite from Lulu as a character, which I think this is a really fun way of like kind of, you know, this is probably the most ground, like most dug in thing they did with the foundation that they built here. Like the, the, I don't think they could really go anywhere off of this without Lulu being a major support for the story because she has a connection to whatever this cosmic force is. Yep. Um, so that I like this is a lot of fun. Um, and of course, uh, when we get to the magical medium, if you've listened to our Lulu episode, this is not any surprise. It's picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and as far as like the differences between picks uh, and regular Rune Terra and the Star Guardian story is that um, the like picks is now just a fluffy ball that floats on top of a ball like it's it is just you know a fairy that loves food um so that that's that's it like that there's not really much here and it's and it's because lulu has that connection to the cosmic force so her star medium doesn't need to fill in any gaps here so it's just like yeah no she has a pet <laughs> yeah and the one last twist is that she does tell the group that pix was with her before she became a star guardian so that's also very unique because their mediums are supposed to be connected to directly to the starlight. So is she telling the truth because she is kind of wacky to them? Um, who knows? We'll never know. Or maybe yeah. we will. You'll have to wait until the next episode. 
yeah um and so this is like really exciting that we are finally well i say finally um this has been building for a while but we're finally getting an excuse to jump in to the star guardian story and past this point we're gonna have a lot of fun because uh i was telling ryan earlier this is gonna be like my first time really digging into this story yeah. um because i was kind of out of the loop for a while and but now it's like the perfect excuse to really dive head on and so we're we're so stoked to really dig into this yeah definitely so you know this is the tip of the iceberg as we promised there'll be some more so go do you you know, do your homework go listen to burning bright on loop for at least 60 minutes right <laughs> yep and then come back for the next episode yeah, and reach out to us at podcastscore at gmail.com. Uh, let's say if like 20 people, you know, like send us a message that they listen to Burning Bright, we'll let Ryan sing on, like on the hot mic for y'all, uh, uh, his, his rendition of Burning Mike, uh, Burning Bright, because I've been having to listen to it before we got to recording. <laughs> so if I got to suffer, I feel like, you know, that's a reward for everybody. Uh, my response to that is I plead the fifth. I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> but as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with the next Star Guardian episode. Take care, everybody.